Welcome to The Dental Brief, the world's direct, right-to-the-point podcast produced to get you the information you need to learn and grow your practice. To learn more about our guests and find links to information discussed on our show, visit our website, dentalbrief.com. On to today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. I am thrilled to have with us our guest today, um, uh, Barb Stackhouse. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everybody. Great to be here. It's so great to have you. Hey, I want to jump right in. Um, as you know, we move pretty quickly. Um, so let's jump right into the episode. Uh, tell us a little bit about your background um, and how you got into the dental industry. Yeah, so I have been a hygienist since 1988. A good friend of mine was a hygienist. She kind of talked me into it. So I've been uh, practicing hygienist for many years. Then I um, went back to school, got a degree in education, and I taught the technical skills for a while. Uh, in dental hygiene and dental assisting. And then I got into practice management. And so for the last 15 years, um, in the last about four of those on my own, um, I have been doing practice management and helping dentists. And my specialty is really kind of the financial side of the practice, the business side. So 15 years um, in practice management, hygienist since 1988. Um You've got a terrific amount of experience, um, more than probably 99% of our listeners. Um, so the, the wisdom that you can give uh, is just outstanding. And I want you to, to, to talk right away about problems that you see that dental practices have. What do you see out there often and um, what can you help with? Yeah, so one of the things that I see quite often is dentists work harder and harder to grow their practice. They, they increase their number of patients. They increase their production. They increase their collections. They work on all these systems in their practice to get efficient. And they really do, you know, increase the revenue level that's coming into their practice. But then they come to me and they say, you know, but I'm not taking home hardly any more, maybe a little bit, but it's not worth all the effort. And they really think they're growing their practice when the true growth of practice is profit. So what I see is a lack of profit. There's sales, but sales doesn't equal profit. Sure. We know that we have all heard that term, more money, more problems. Um, right. And it, it yeah. certainly exists. So when you hear the word growth, um, it sounds to me that most of the time you hear when you hear that word it, it, and dentists use that word, it means just bigger. Right. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean uh, efficiency. Is that correct? Yeah. I mean, we have this mentality of, um, you know, go big or go home. Right. And, and that translates over into our businesses, too. We we think that just because we increase the top line, that means that we've grown and I say, no, that's not true. Uh, that's that's a false sense of security because your expenses go right along with that. So I happen to know from experience and being around the block, as you do, typically what should happen is in a practice when your uh, gross revenue increases to a certain point, your cost of operating should drop, correct? Your mm-hmm. It should. Should, right? <laughs> it that should. Why doesn't that happen? Why do you see that not happening? Um, for reasons? Well, in dentistry, it's easy to buy the next gadget. You know, technology is a big part of dentistry and we get these like starry eyes, I guess. Right. So, you know, the, the practice grows and it's like, oh, but I need this piece of technology. So they could be overspending in purchasing equipment. Um, 
supplies, lab, marketing, hiring more team members, all those expenses go up when you increase the number of patients that you're seeing to increase your revenue, all those other things are going to go up. The only things that are going to stay level are going to be your, your fixed expenses, you know, like your rent and things like that. So what I find is we end up, if money is in the account, we spend it. That's just human nature. We spend it. So what do we all do when we want to pay the bills or we want to make a purchase? We go to our bank account, we look at it and we say, do we have the money to make the purchase or to pay the bills? And if we do, we do it. And that's our accountants say never do that. But what do we do? That's what we do. So I help dentists actually use their bank accounts. We set up additional bank accounts. That's that's the profit first model. So this profit first model, um, I mean, it, it sounds to me like it literally is what it is, right? Dentists mm-hmm. have to take their profits out of the business first, correct? That's right. Yeah. Pay yourself so, first. So how do you know in general, if you haven't been running this type of model, which I know most practices don't, um, you know, most practices don't, if you haven't been running this type of business model, um, how do you know if you have a problem? How do you know it, whether you're a, a practice that's generating 500 or 600,000 a year in revenue or 1.5 million? How do you know, um, if you're not profiting enough. Yeah. So there's several things I would say, if you find that you're having to use the, your credit cards to pay the bills or you have credit card debt, that you're just not able to get paid off. I see that as a very common theme where we're kind of robbing Peter to pay Paul, right? Um, where you see your revenues increasing, but yet your take home pay is not really increasing more. Um, where you start feeling like you're working for to pay everyone else except for yourself, or if you've ever skipped a paycheck um, to pay the bills in the practice, or you feel like you always have to plow that money back into the practice, like you're always, you know, the next thing, the next thing. Those are all signs that there's a problem. So outside of hiring an expert such as yourself, which we'll talk about how to, how to find an expert in just a moment, but outside of that, what are some actionable steps a, a dentist or a practice owner can take right now at this moment today um, to start putting profits first? So the very first thing I would tell you to do is open just one extra account. Now with profit first, we use like four additional accounts, but I would say just start with one. This is the, the simplest step. And I start everyone here, open a savings account, a business savings account and start putting 1% of your collected revenue every week into that account and do not touch it. Just let it build up there. You will not miss 1%. And then go ahead and pay your bills and live on the rest. And then when you can, up it to 2%. Um, ideally you would have all of the accounts and you would really know where your money's going, but this is the very first step. Start setting aside profit. Now profit is not what you pay yourself. Profit is in this account that truly is profit that you can take a profit distribution from as the business owner. You see dentists pay themselves for working in the practice as a dentist, but they don't have anything set up to pay themselves as a business owner. This profit account can pay you as a business owner. Sure. So ideally in this type of situation, at some point, um, if the revenue is high enough and the net profits are high enough, a dentist could actually step out of the practice, put someone in their position yep. to do that in the work, that hourly wage type of um, That's right. task and actually still make a living, right? That's right. 
Uh, who would have thought it? Uh, so, Barb, um, let's talk a little bit about hiring an expert. And I, I want to spend a little time on this area. And, and the reason why is because, as you know, there's a lot of people out there who consider themselves consultants. There's people who have kind of worked in a practice for a little bit and, uh, you know, now think that they're an expert in a certain area. Um, and they may be. Um, however, it takes a lot more than just talent and knowledge to um, be a great consultant, um, to be a great coach working with dentists. So tell me, what should a, what should a dentist look for um, when hiring someone such as yourself to help them increase their profits? Um, I would say, you know, that, that they produce results. You know, they've got to have clients who they have produced results for. And those clients are willing to share those results or a testimonial of some kind. So you see the experience level. Um, That's what you want to look for is someone who has experience in exactly what you are looking for. You know, I've worked for a company that I would consider it more of a holistic approach with the practice. But I really am of the mindset that, that we, just like in medicine, we have specialists for different things. There's nothing wrong with hiring specialists in different areas, depending on what you need. So find the person who's the best in that area, has a certification, has, you know, something that tells you that they are the best. Seek out, you know, the ones that have the top ratings. Ask your friends. I mean, in the dental community, it's pretty small. And, you know, is this person collaborating with others? I think that's another big sign, you know, um, you know, I love being a member of an organization with other colleagues who are also dental consultants and we share information back and forth and we gladly do that. So you want someone who's who's established, who's, you know, willing to share, who's, you know, really got your back. Yeah, that's terrific advice. Barb, um, I want to ask our audience, check out your website. It's more to life dot dental. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty easy to find, easy to, to remember. It's a great domain name, more2life.dental. Um, Barb, thanks so much for coming on the show. Um, last question, actually. Um, where are you based out of and what areas do you work in? I live in Nashville, Tennessee, beautiful part of the country. And I serve dentists all over the country and Canada. So, uh, yeah, I'm out there and available anywhere. Yep. Folks, I uh, highly recommend you give uh, Barb a call. Uh, check out our site again. Uh, Barb Stackhouse, thank you uh, greatly for coming on. We appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on today's episode. Did you know you can weigh in on today's topic on Facebook? Search The Dental Brief on Facebook or visit our website, dentalbrief.com, and just follow the link. We look forward to having you join us again on another episode of The Dental Brief.